everyone. Thank you for joining me on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Robertson, with my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Thank you for joining me today so that we could go over some of these topics as we do. This first one's going to be a really somber one. Um, earlier today, we had received some terrible news that uh, a helicopter crash had happened uh, in Calabasas, and then uh, we learned that aboard that plane was uh kobe bryant and his daughter so i want to send out condolences to the family um and to the city that's a huge loss um i'm not a huge uh sports fanatic or anything of that nature um but i do definitely want to um just say like i really appreciated a lot of the things that kobe did off the court as a human being he was a real stand-up dude um, I personally, my, my biggest impression of him was from a Nike commercial he had done where uh, it was him and Kanye. And there was a line in it that yeah. was always very impactful to me. And um, it was, uh, can you be a different animal and the same beast? And I thought that You're welcome. Like, he probably said it half uh, offhandedly, but... If you think about it, it's it's a really deep line. Like, can you be a different animal? Can you can you adapt to different environments, different different skills, different things, but go at it with the same veracity, be the mm-hmm. same beast, and not lose yourself, and not lose yourself, and be you know what I mean. And and he delivered that line with such passion. I loved it, and I I've always had an image of Kobe as that as that dude. As that that super passionate, super competitive, skilled, extremely hardworking, very hardworking, willing to learn new things, um, kind of guy. I didn't know him personally. I watched him only in passing on the court, but I really did appreciate him as a human being. And so I just definitely wanted to put out some condolences before we go too deep into the into into the pod today, because that was a real and it hit me. I didn't believe it at first. At first, I was like, nah, what's going on? That's crazy talk. Kobe in a helicopter? But then I thought about it, and I was like, actually, yeah, he's absolutely known to hit the chopper to get from parts of the city because of the traffic. And um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a real sad point. So not to start out too too de- uh, definitely down. a heavy loss for the city and for his family and for just the people in general. everywhere. people that love basketball and the things, you know, what I mean, that's a that's definitely a massive massive loss for the community. And 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 black people, we lost one of our greats. Mm-hmm. Just just and and uh, it doesn't help that it wasn't any of the bad things that we that we typically associate with, you know, young. And he wasn't a young man. He was forty one. So he was a grown man, you know what I mean? He lived, but he was still very young for a human. Absolutely. And and so it doesn't really help that it wasn't due to any of the of the typical things that we expect from you know what I mean? For from black men to die from. But uh yeah. With that being said, uh let's go ahead and start checking out the Netflix. I found some good ones and I think I found a dud. But um yeah, I'll start out with Dracula. Um, it's a really interesting new take. It's a, it's like a mini series separated into three hour and a half long segments. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, not for nothing. I did find it entertaining. Carolina loved it. And the twist at the end without uh, doing too much of a spoiler, it, it, it felt it was she liked it a lot. And it was a very interesting arc. It was a new take on Dracula. Um, the depicting, the, the uh, I'm sorry, the depictions I thought were very artistically done, and um, yeah, I think that uh, it's a very interesting watch. Um, each segment takes place in 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 a in a new setting, so they have you know it, it's very dynamic. It keep you engaged in the show. Um, the characters are are pretty well done. Um, I'd probably give it like a B um, in terms of characters and in, in casting. And the performances they put forth, um, the main characters were, were were reasonably well done. But yeah, I would highly recommend watching it. Um, and it it, from my experience, it was a good watch with the ladies. So definitely, if it's uh, if you're looking for something to watch in tandem with someone else, uh, definitely consider that. The expression is called Netflix and Chokery. Listen, I don't. I'm not gonna be the one to uh, to promote that that kind of behavior among the people. Okay. <laughs> 
You're better than me, though. <laughs> I, I watched it, but I couldn't really get beyond, like, I don't know. I didn't get too far into the first episode. I'm pretty sure I didn't see the first episode. I mean, I'm pretty sure I didn't finish the first episode. I think that's where the tandem watching came into uh, into benefit because it didn't start <laughs> out. It didn't. It definitely didn't compel me from the onset. Yeah. But since I stuck with it because she actually was very entertained, uh, pretty much the whole way through. Um, because I stuck with it through her, I ended up catching parts that I did like, and then that ha- helped carry me to look for other parts in it that I could find enjoyable, which it definitely served up. So I would definitely give that a give that a shot. Um, now, as I said, it is a good tandem watch. Um, I go. did try to catch October Faction, and yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That did good. have it has some redeeming faction factors, but unfortunately the storylines seem really forced and the relationship dynamics i i just don't relate to them whatsoever like like what do you mean none of the characters relate to each other in ways that i find um compelling so uh there is the main family and then there's the grandparents and the relationship between the parents and the grandparents is just it's it's weird and strained um the relationship between the kids and their new environment is very strained and it's weird because i've moved around a lot and generally i have never experienced that really weird awkward feeling of moving into someplace new and just everyone instantly hating you and being mean to you (laughs) and like like, yeah, you get some of that, and then you get some decent people, and you get a, a spread, you know what I mean? And you try to search out some of the better interactions. But, like, I, just the interactions that they have in this show with, with the people in their environment are just like, what? Why are you behaving like this? Like, I, it, it's, it's, it's really difficult to sit through the backstory to get to why they're behaving the way they are. Because, you know, like, when you're introduced to new characters, you have to kind of sit it out. Yeah. While you build up and learn who they are, um, yeah, no, I just it, it's not really now. There, there's parts of the show that do like there's a uh, an occult factor to the show that is very interesting. That was the part that sort of grabbed me when I saw the preview. Yeah, and it, and, and 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 that's and I'm trying to sit through it for that in hopes that it uh it come it comes through with a payoff. But yeah, just watching. <laughs> Watching these performances is kind of hard at times. Yeah, I mean, I feel you because it's like Monster Hunter series are usually super dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. You already have it built in right there. All you need to do is just bring the cast. And I like that. And it's not that I... I and the weird part is that I like the the actors and their individual performances. Is when you put them together that they don't fit. Because no sucks. one's putting forth a poor performance. It's when they put them together. It's just, it's not clicking for me. Damn. That sucks. The chemistry is not there, essentially. I'm not feeling it. I mean, I feel you. Just the, um, uh, I I saw the preview once because the Monster Hunter aspect immediately kind of grabbed me. But after going through it, I was like, I don't know. This feels kind of hokey. I feel like I'd never give this the time of day. Yeah, I'm probably going to stick through it just because I do have copious amounts of time. And it is something that I could that I could sit down and, and just kind of peruse in the background. So I'll, I'll try to make make my way through some more of it and see if there's some um, something that redeems it later on in the storyline. But as of right now, it's it's not looking good. But um, something that has we'll, we'll get the update later. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I do it for the spoilers at this point. <laughs> I do it so that I could hopefully ruin it for somebody in the future. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But um, something that did come through was um, Altered Carbon, which is also another yeah. one on Netflix. That one's coming through in spades. I'm very much enjoying this. Yeah, I like the Altered Carbon. I was with that. I really like that a lot of these um, new sci-fi shows are hitting on the 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 very um, I think prescient topic of transhumanism. What's gonna happen as our technology and our biology start to come closer and closer into contact? You know what I mean? Because it's already such that our physical bodies are being, you know, we have things like pacemakers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because we joke that Dan's the bionic man. But, um, <laughs> you know, his, yeah. for the 
level of issues that his body has and the things that he's been able to do to compensate and live a normal life is amazing yeah like he regulates his his diabetes with this external thing on him and i'm just like wow that's and it just it it, it, and it helps him helps deliver insulin more readily because it has an active blood sugar monitor on it It, it's amazing and i'm like wow that's that's an amazing medical device that is implanted on him and now they're even doing um they're doing prosthetics that respond directly to brain waves absolutely you seen that so absolutely like, yeah that's been in development for years yeah, um we're, we're going we're getting up there you know and so as we get more and more um adept at combining technology with our physical forms the next step is to logically see where it encroaches on our mental lives how can we use technology to influence our mental lives and that's that's that next level of transhumanism that i'm really interested in 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 a lot of these sci-fi shows because you know science fiction is very prescient it usually comes through with some really good uh ideas that people then tend to follow up on absolutely we've been trying to make hoverboards for years yeah bro come on man i'm definitely trying to get some bionic jacks arms oh man all day all day i don't know about the back attachment and everything yeah i'm not sure about the whole mental backup thing but the the prosthetics thing i'm kind (laughs) of messing with now i wouldn't trust any sort of mental backups man like my mind is the only thing that i trust if you put anything in it external i'm gonna lose my ability to trust it and and that's and that's my main issue with um and 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 that's an issue that comes up in in a lot of these uh sci-fi shows is the blending of reality you know that idea that inception kind of brought uh brought about that when you can so vividly manipulate people's perceptions of reality does reality exist and that's actually you know not for nothing that was something that was brought up in october faction that i will give it credit for it was one of the few compelling conversations that was had in that show and it was about reality and if you're experiencing reality in 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 slow delay, you know, in the delay it takes light to for you to see and sound to get to your ears. If you're experiencing reality in slow delay, does does the actual moment exist? I thought that, that was a very interesting conversation that yeah, one of the uh, characters had, True. and it was one of the reasons why I was trying to stick through. But it was, it, you know, it's the brother. The brother is just he he's he, I I can't read him. I can't really make out whether his character is a decent person or just someone who's hiding a deep hatred for the people around him and it's it's <laughs> really weird to watch <laughs> i mean i feel like that that sounds like an interesting character arc it could be and that's why i think could i want to sit yes, down and try to um to give it some more time but yeah so that's what i've been watching lately um yeah it, it's been good. It, the watching's been decent, and I'm definitely so looking forward to to at least two out of those three picks. Um, I well, I already finished long. Dracula, but I'm definitely looking forward to to finishing Altered Carbon and giving you guys an update on that because that was a fun one. I watched um, the new Terminator movie. Nice. I definitely want to catch that. You know, what I mean, it's directed by Tim Miller. Of um, he did Deadpool and stuff like that, and I enjoyed it. I thought I just as I thought from the previews, the stunts were amazing. Um, I like the callbacks they that they did, and you know, um, I like the the main characters and stuff. It was a good movie overall. It's probably my favorite of the modern Terminators, and I also saw the new Jane Silent Bob Strike Back or the new Jane Silent Bob reboot movie, which was surprisingly funny and surprisingly heartfelt. Like it does have a pretty solid heart. There were some. Okay slow goofy moments in it and i still like jay and silent bob strike back more that's definitely my favorite movie ever but i, I tend to consume kevin one. smith in 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 certain moments because i don't i'm not expect and, I, and when i say this you gotta you, please please understand where i'm coming from i don't expect <laughs> anything good from kevin smith you know what i mean like you should always expect kevin smith exactly from kevin smith. i'm yeah. expecting kevin smith i'm expecting entertaining mm-hmm. i'm expecting um wit I'm expecting um, nostalgia and and verbose and characters. Yes, I, I you know what I mean, and I can deal with verbose. I like that, but um, I don't expect like a movie that's gonna change me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's movies I watch that like, as I said, make, can make me sob at certain scenes. I don't expect that from Kevin Smith, and so I try to watch it 
when that is the the moment that I'm in. This you know one might I mean? surprise you then. This oh. one has just as much, if not as more, if just as much, if not more heart than Chasing Amy. It's definitely okay. like, it's definitely like, it's the culmination. You could tell, you could see his growth as a filmmaker in that movie tremendously. Hey, I'm and always a fan of seeing growth, whether really <laughs> whether it's something that I find entertaining or not. He was able to get a good performance out of Jay. I'm not sure if that's Kevin's direction or Jay's growth as a person or how the material relates to his personal life. But either way, that it was a great job. I'm, that movie was surprisingly heartfelt. Okay, cool. So that's definitely one I'll have to check out. Maybe we can have some further discussion on it next time. But, um, yeah, I'm just going to go over some quick current event topics. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on them because, you know, I do feel kind of bad because last episode I sat there, you, you came in with, so, with some funky vibes. I berated you for the funky <laughs> vibes. And then I proceeded to shit on a bunch of people I don't like throughout the episode. And I was like, on the listen back, I was like, right, you know what? So. Let me not do that. <laughs> it's not the vibes I want to bring all the time. So I want to try to be a little bit more upbeat. So I'm not going to spend too much time on the current events. I'm just going to point out some things that I, I thought were interesting in the news. Um, Recently, uh, well, I should say recently, there was a an incident in the UK where a diplomat's wife was leaving an Air Force base and accidentally mm. hit a UK team, um, and then she immediately fled back to the states. And they've been trying to extradite her, and pretty much the the end result is, is I believe that the the Trump administration is going to back her with staying and not extraditing her back to the UK. So I feel bad for that family. So my heart goes out to them. I yeah. hope that I hope that they can find whatever solace they can. And knowing that they did the best that they could to receive whatever justice they could for their son, um, nothing would ever bring him back. And I'm, I, I very much want to send, send out a, a heartfelt, you know, um, condolence to them and hope that they can find it in themselves to move on, you know. And not that you can move on from a kid's death. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know how you ask someone to do better after something like that. Yeah. And then to be stonewalled Especially, and then have yeah, them look exactly. at you. And it's like, I get it. It was a mistake. But you got to pay for your mistakes. I understand their sentiment. And I just feel real bad that, they, that I don't know what closure they will ever be able to get from that. But, um... So yeah, I, I, I try to get through that one while shitting on someone. See, <laughs> I, I can say a bunch of bad things about her, but to not—that would also be very dismissive of me not to understand why she doesn't want to spend time in jail. She's scared of spending time in a foreign jail, so she did what she did. I don't—I wouldn't take that route personally. I wouldn't—I wouldn't fully, especially if it was a mistake, because in all likelihood. She's not going to serve that yeah, much time here. The, you know, the UK wants to resolve this as easily and without as much pain as possible. And so fleeing, I don't think, was the right way to go about it, even though I do understand. I, I would be remiss to say that I don't understand why she, why she, why she ran. You know what I mean? Every, a lot of people run. You know what I mean? And that's, that's an understandable reaction. But... um. <clears throat> Also, um, the UN has um, reprimanded Burma for the genocide of the Rohingya Muslims that's going on there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's pretty flaccid. And it, once again, there is no justice for the people who've been taken, who've, who've died in the genocide. But at least now, hopefully, um, with international pressure, Burma will be inclined to stop the, the massacre of these people. Um, it, it's pretty rough. And... and I don't. I'm not trying to get into any kind of like tragedy porn or anything, but it it is it is a a, a rather it, it's a terrible thing that's happening to these people, and um let let's hope that we we choose elective officials that would represent you know a stop to this. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would that we would send diplomats to the UN that would not support these kind of things because unfortunately America has been on the wrong side of a lot of these kind of um, genocides that have happened in the past. But yeah, uh, moving on from that, man, I really wanted to, uh, to, to just take a second to, to talk about the, the bureaucratic mismanagement that's going on in Puerto Rico, because I saw some videos of the massive stores yeah. of unused, emergency Supplies. materials that I cannot imagine how they can be sitting where they are 
after they have just been hit by a 6.4 magnitude earthquake. And these are Maria supplies that are still sitting. And it's and 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 just this far out, maybe they were sent in surplus. But I'm relatively sure that in the face of this most recent disaster, they could probably use the distribution of these of these goods. Yeah. And it's it just blows my mind that there's unused materials just sitting there. And and it goes to why people feel so ineffectual to just donate to these causes because you don't know when it's going to end up. Exactly you know with unused diapers sitting in a warehouse somewhere you know or bottles of water just sitting you know out in the sun where the you know they're melting the plastic and ruining the water you know it, it, it's terrible to see these things you know and and so i just wanted to, to point that out because it's i want people to be mindful that when they choose to go out and help these causes which duly need their help that they don't do so in a way that just results in surplus materials sitting and not doing anything squandering of your efforts it's it's terrible it's terrible because it's you know not for nothing i can imagine that those supplies even outside of emergency time could find you know avenues of distribution Absolutely. you know or, or places that need them to be distributed definitely better served than being in that warehouse yeah but um, yeah, with that, uh, also moving on to China, this whole coronavirus situation now. So now I, I have some, some background because my degree in biology has led me to take courses in human pathology and things of this nature. And so in and virology and in and, and, and courses in molecular biology. And so I have a, a somewhat of an understanding of what's of what the coronavirus is. The coronavirus is a family of viruses that are in the same uh, family as influenza that are pretty typical, okay? Um, they typically are only uh, problematic to the very young and the very old, like most influenza viruses. Um, now, the coronavirus in particular is very popular in, in um, biomedical and in bioweapons uh, manufacturing because it can be used as a vector. A vector is a is a biological means of delivering a certain substance or a, uh, a certain um, biological agent into someone, another organism, to have it then take over that organism's um, biological machinery to replicate whatever biological agent the coronavirus had and so that it'll replicate itself into uh more coronaviruses and then be able to spread and so that's what the coronavirus in weapons manufacturing is typically used for and in uh, medicine it could also be used in vaccines and other things like that to try to to create um, flu vaccines now that doesn't seem that crazy. The idea that the, that something like this would get out into the public should be normal. It should be just part of our experience of our seasonal flu. But seeing as to what's going on in China, they've shut down Wuhan completely, quarantined. Now, just to give a bit of perspective, Wuhan is a city of 11 million people. That's one thing that I don't think a lot of Americans have perspective on when it comes to China is, is that the China, the cities in China are all really big. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, I think like the, the, the three biggest cities and in, in, they have several cities in China that are in the 20 million population and up. You know what I mean? In America, what do we have? Three metropolitan areas that can add up to that. They just have cities of 20 million people just chilling. You know what I mean? And so... Just to give you some perspective, Wuhan had 11 million people quarantined completely for what we understand as a common flu outbreak. So that tells me that maybe there's not something so common as to what's going on with this coronavirus. And now I mentioned earlier about it being popular in, in, in um, bioweapons manufacturing because 20 miles outside of Wuhan is guess what? 
a bioweapons manufacturing facility. Maybe not something that you'll find very frequently in America, but something is very common in China. It, you know, and that, and that once again, this is one of the problems that I think that um, Americans have when they think about like what it's like in China. It's like, no, yeah, we might have laws that say that bioweapons manufacturing facilities are illegal and we might, you know, bow to the UN's influence and say that, hey, we don't do that, you know, at least publicly. But China gives zero fucks about that whatsoever. And so, yes, they have a bioweapons manufacturing facility outside of Wuhan that most people, like, you can Google and find out about this. This is not, like, high conspiracy theory here, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so for a bioweapons manufacturing facility to be that close to a major city and then for an outbreak of what should be a normal influenza virus to call for an entire quarantine leads me to believe that there's probably that that's something that this bioweapons manufacturing facility was probably doing something with the coronavirus as a vector and it somehow got released out into the public that's as far as i'm willing to to postulate because all of that is based relatively off of easy to find information but I'd be really interesting to see the movie they make about this because that's just going to be fresh. I think they already made one called 28 Days Later, man. Nah. See, no, you see, you want to know why it couldn't be 28 Days Later? Because in China, they would have napalmed that city <laughs> and everybody would have been dead. That's and true, yeah. we would have never had 28 Days Later. They would have never uh, <laughs> deliberated about that. They would, yo, they're cool. Yo. Yeah, and and, no, and like, not for nothing, that's the that, that is like one of that's the they consider a benefit of the command state like that is that they could just unilaterally take care of something like that and it's like i don't know if that's the best way of handling everything you know what i mean like with napalm i don't know <laughs> napalm's pretty effective i mean yeah with zombies like if they end up getting t-virus maybe but <laughs> i don't know man i don't trust this quarantine thing uh, to be fair, I don't trust any information coming out of China. But that's just what happened to Hong Kong, bro? You think it's a distraction from Hong Kong? Pretty much. Well, I wouldn't put anything past China, but I don't know. I can't. I can't. I really say I got the info, but you know, it's. I don't know, man. Haven't you ever seen just everything? Just looks too suspicious. Everything just lines up just a little bit too well. You know, man. Like I don't know. I just. I, Sorry, China. The problem is that there's too many good writers out there, and I've seen too many movies for this information not to immediately uh, like Triple culminate parallels. into the plot of 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 an international supervillain. Oh man! And then you know, and and you know, the the problem is is that there's too many <laughs> there's too many people who I think are capable and willing of doing things like this. You know what I mean? It's like like I, I could totally like Steve Mnuchin finances a lot of movies. And I feel like he's kind of probably delusional. Like he finances these movies as a personal delusion of like how he wishes that he could project himself into the into the world. And so I wouldn't doubt that he would take some of his because he's a billionaire and he could totally bankroll some wild shit. I could see him trying to be like, yo, I want to I want to make a real life movie that's filmed through the cameras of the media. Watch this. I don't know. That, that's wild left wing. I'm just that wild in there, but <laughs> I'm just slandering Mr. Mnuchin, but <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, no, that's that's pretty much all of the headlines that I wanted to to touch on real quick. Um, you know, and I've been hearing a lot like Joe Rogan's name has been coming up a lot and I've been um listening to a lot of uh conversations about podcasting in general and I really just want to give a shout out to, to people like Joe Rogan and Joe Budden and Charlemagne the God and, and Tackstone and, and even before them, like the Combat Jack. Like the Combat Jack is like the OG OG because he was doing it really well. I think he was doing it back in the MySpace days, if I remember correctly. Like he was really like talking into the mic and entertaining people with conversation in a way that was very atypical for the time. And, um, I really appreciate what these guys are doing because I see it and it's crazy. As soon as I started really putting out the podcast, like every, like every other day I'm hearing, Oh yeah, someone's starting a podcast. Like yeah, there's really an like infrastructure and a ground game and some solid examples out there of, of the audio art, 
You know what I mean? And I will point out, and I will give a shout out, uh, uh, a side shout out to Bodega Boys, because even though <laughs> those, those dudes have some of the most unrefined, but there is, but if you watch them very carefully, there is a, a, a art to what they, to what they do. I don't think that they put out as much information as a lot of the other guys do, because like if you listen to Joe Budden podcast and you want to be a podcaster, there's nuggets in like every episode that'll help you to cultivate not only your mindset, but your craft, help you get your business right, you know, kind of get your, your head into like where, what niche you could be looking for, you know what I mean? You know, you listen to Charlemagne, he's mostly just motivational. Um, but yeah, these guys really set up a, a, an infrastructure um, that I think is really powerful. And Joe Rogan, I just think is great as he's like a like a Jordan. You want to chase like his influence, his ability to 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 bring in. Uh, interesting people and engage them in meaningful conversation in entertaining ways. Um, it's not just evident in his numbers, but it's something to be chased. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I definitely like look at him as one of the goats when it comes to podcasting, because I mean, just the way he carries himself. I'm, I've never, I, I, he really inspires me as somebody with an inquisitive mind and a, a real humble spirit. You know what I mean? Because intellectually, he never he never oversteps his own intellectual bounds, but he's always thirsty and, and, and interested in consuming more information. And that is a that is the way to be. Yeah, definitely. That is the way to be. And and I think that being genuine keeps a lot of his 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 conversations varied and 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 diverse in topics. And so I just I just really wanted to to call out those guys and and, and give them a shout out because. I think they do a really positive thing for the game. And it's, I see this pod, this podcasting genre is going to blow up. It's because music is so simple and formulaic these days that it's a dime a dozen. It's not as entertaining as it used to be. And so overall people are more entertained by the conversations that they can have. And not for nothing, I think it could be due in large part to the, decrease in interpersonal contact that people get like we don't get to have big group conversations um and people who consume podcasts typically supplement their lack of that with with a, the conversational style of podcasts and so yeah i think i think that there, there's a there's a big opening for the genre and that those guys are doing big things and and i look forward to seeing what doors they open up in the future actually re- uh, recently i saw an awesome conversation that i would highly recommend checking out between j cole ryan coogler and marshawn lynch man bro i've i've been really mad that i've been forgetting brian Co- ryan coogler's name bro so let me tell you ryan you coogler is up. such an impressive mind he's pretty dope i he's able he's able when i listen to him I can tell the depth of his thoughts. The things he says convey a very, a very wide breadth of, of experience and ideas that he can convey in a vernacular that is so accessible to people in a way that I can't. Like I, I find when you say verbose, that's something that I very much um, can can commiserate with because I. I I like to use the you know the breath and width of my vocabulary. It makes you know I find that it makes for more concise conversation rather than using more words. I rather use the right words. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But Ryan Coogler, when he speaks, he can talk to people that I feel like even when I speak, I might just talk over their heads at times. He's he's so down to earth. He's such a salt to the earth type of dude but it belies such a such a sage wisdom that you know that he that he carries and it's evident in his work mostly definitely because the depth that went into black panther was epic the 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 recreation of the or not the recreation the creation of the wakandan culture that he created just to just to make sure that when you immersed yourself in the movie 
every like it wasn't like you were like you know oh you know her her headdress was off or no every part of the culture from the dialects to the garb to the fighting styles to the relationships everything was immersed in that culture and that takes so wide of a vision you know what i mean Absolutely. but he's somebody who will talk to you and he'll sit down and talk to you like my nigga what's good you know what i mean yeah. like the the ability to connect on that that visceral level i think is amazing but yeah him j cole marshawn lynch had a great conversation and it was interesting because j cole is another one dude that yeah, i get excited when i hear these dudes talk pause no homo i'm just like when they ask him a question that seems to have such an obvious answer and he says wait 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 just to let you know from my perspective i didn't go through that though i understand where you're coming from just to let you know nah i've never felt like that yeah. because there was because especially in places like oakland there was such a high death rate for kids that were so young people were dying so young that feeling pervaded a lot of the culture j cole didn't exactly grow up with that particular mindset of i'm gonna die young and so he never battled that demon you know what i mean like yeah. some people are wild because they don't see their future and some people are wild because they got no other choice you know what i mean they're acting the only way they know how to because it's what's in their environment and j cole so so ryan coogler approached him with a question about how he saw his future like did he see himself living to be this old and j cole was like i understand what you're getting at but nah i never wanted to die young that was never my problem <laughs> i was always looking at my future i was always trying to find a way to get to where i wanted to be i just didn't have the tools to do it and so i made a lot of the same mistakes as somebody who might have had that issue so i could see it and i was just like that is such a deep and nuanced answer and it shows just so much of his character as a person to not claim a struggle that he didn't have because it's really easy to commiserate that it's not something that is hard to understand and to it's not something that that you don't connect to when someone tells you like nah man everyone i knew was either dead or in jail so i didn't have dreams past a certain age you can get that you know what i mean but to still acknowledge that that wasn't where you were at though you can commiserate that with them and to also a, be able to articulate that in the way that it did shows that shows his growth as a person you know what i mean amazing amazing the maturity of these men is is next level and not to mention marshawn lynch who represents like because i like to 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 think that you know you want to plan your life you don't want to live by the you know what i mean by the moment it's not yolo it's not just that it's no let's 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 cultivate community and it's not that marshall lynch isn't part of that but he lives as such a spontaneous life in the moment every day he wakes up he's looking for something new you know what i mean like yeah. to be able to do that in a in a healthy way you know what i mean because that's the same lifestyle that leads some people to to be drug dealers and 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 do other things that might be you know detrimental to the community gambling gambling any number of things you know what i mean that could just not ruin their lives only their lives but other people's lives but he has found a way to have a healthy outlet to live like that and still be a beneficial part of his community and he and i really thought that he he, he did a good job of representing that so i would highly recommend um if you just go to youtube and type in j cole coogler and lynch you'll find the the conversation it's about 30 minutes but it's a great great talk um yeah i'm gonna have to check that out yeah yeah it's it worth a watch also man i feel bad because i i was over here extolling baby for uh the baby for his um disciplining of his of, of the fan the other day and he came out and apologized like oh i talked to diddy and diddy told me xyz i was like oh man don't tell me that. <laughs> listen i get it diddy is a powerful connect to have so if that was just your little way of, of of taking his advice to harbor a connection that could benefit you in the future i get it but nah man don't ever abide by no disrespect by some fool listen i i just not to say that you're to react violently to every form of disrespect but he was like oh if some dude just slapped me in the face i probably tell him man i probably deserved it come on man 
that's 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 not what it, that's not the that's not the lick. That's not, yeah. No, 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 no. If if you wanna if you wanna control your your reactions to things and being disrespected, which you know Nipsey was on the track uh, with Mustard, Perfect Ten, and on one of the interludes he talks about how as a people we gotta we gotta reassess how we react to getting disrespected and being disrespected and when you feel disrespected what's the right way to go about it and that i respect but that doesn't mean to just put your tail between your legs and tell someone you deserve to get slapped in public if they assault you nah you were being hyperbolic my g and there was no need for that like that dude was cleanly out of line which is why you you know what i mean there's no repercussions for what you did he definitely broke whatever code there was for him to be a worker at a hotel and you to be a guest at the hotel absolutely That's and so sure. yeah you're supposed to be on your phone while at work what are you doing yeah i mean so unprofessional but you know don't go out of your way to look for problems but when there's problems to be handled you shouldn't shy away from handling them. Don't go out of your way to avoid the problems either. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you want to dodge some problems? <laughs> but no, I, I just thought that that was, I, I was a little bit disappointed that he, that he um, put that out on Instagram about how Diddy talked about, talked to him about, about his behavior and stuff. But no, and, and not for nothing, the, the, the argument that where is your security at was very valid. <laughs> was very valid. I mean, you really, you got, you really shouldn't be out anywhere without somebody who you could rely on to handle that. Beyond a certain level, you should always have your henchmen with you. You know what I mean? I mean, and because he's not just a regular dude no more. Like you're very successful, and I'm very happy for you. But you also have to understand with that comes a little bit of sacrifice. Yeah, you know, and like doing stuff like that. And there's no shortage of dudes who got his back. (laughs) I'm sure the baby got no shortage of dudes who got his back. Yes, yeah, so, and you know when shit like that happens, people go after your paper, which always hurts mm-hmm, more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. True story. But yeah, <clears throat> you know there was some. I saw something interesting. Uh, Nintendo had a lawsuit because their refund policy on digital items is extremely draconic. They just don't give them. Essentially, they do not give refunds on digital. Products and they use some really weird um, bullshit method of circumventing um, the law by when you pre and, and and the refund issue was with pre-orders. They weren't refunding pre-orders, and people were like, "What? Why wouldn't you refund a pre-order if I decide I don't want the game? If I pre-order it very early to try to help support the sales, and throughout the development I decide I don't want the game anymore, I should be able to cancel my pre-order That's and fair. get a refund. Mm-hmm. That seems fair." And Nintendo is like, nah, we don't do that. It's a digital item. And people are like, but that doesn't make sense. We didn't receive anything. It doesn't Why can't exist it? yet, yeah. So what Nintendo does is when you pre-order an item, they put a preload. Sucker. Which is like a piece of dead code with the name of the item you bought. Suckers. And it's becomes it's inactive until the actual date of release. And they and so what they say is since that item is on your computer at the moment of pre-order you're not due any kind of refund. So in the UK, Germany sued them. The The Consumer Protection Agency in Germany sued them. The uh, I believe that the court originally sided with Nintendo. Then they appealed. Um, and then they sided with the consumer court. So now there's another appeal. So this Nintendo's is pretty much set to keep this going for a good amount of time in the yeah. courts back and forth mm-hmm. but it, it i think it's really sad and it's indicative of 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 an issue with digital sales of video games and why i don't i do not support the digital sale of any video game on any platform that does not have a comprehensive digital refund policy a very comprehensive one because we need to support the platforms that do have these good policies because they're going to be the ones that set the 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 um trend the trend of legislation in the future and they're just going to set the trend of policies that people are accepting so i really like want to say like okay your steams are pretty good steam is pretty good about the refund policy you can um, refund steam games 
Um, yes, I believe uh, on pre-orders for sure. Oh, 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 on pre-orders okay. for sure, sure. But um, my catalog like say you downloaded a game and the computer you were running it on didn't have the specs to to run it. I believe that there is something that you can do to get your money back for that game. That makes sense. Because like say someone gifted you a game, but they don't know the specs of your computer. They don't realize, and you can't. You're not trying to upgrade your computer. But you still want to utilize? You could like return it for store cre- uh, for oh, Steam credit, get dope. another game, yeah, okay. things like that. You. But you know, re- Nintendo gives you no such recourse whatsoever. So yeah, um, highly recommend looking into the refund policy of anything that you buy that has a digital software distribution, um, whether it's a video game, a program, uh, a suite, uh, an a like a editing suite, anything like that. Anytime you're going to be purchasing software, make sure that you you understand the the sales policy of the platform you're purchasing it um, from, because uh, we definitely want to try our best to support the good uh, the good platforms. Or when I say good platforms, I mean ones that have consumer side ethics. You know, mm-hmm. refund policies, exchange policies, upgrade policies, um, things like that. Um, I also did see a really, really great um, story about uh, a bunch of the uh, pharmaceutical representatives who, as I said, and, you know, I said this in 2000 freaking nine to my dad. And now, you know, it's coming up in the news that the representatives are paying the doctors to prescribe you pills. Of course, that is illegal. That is not the way that your doctor should be prescribing you pills. And so they had they got a bunch of these representatives who were coercing the doctors into to selling the pills and they're testifying in court. They're going to jail and they're testifying to the whole scheme. So once again, the American medical system proves itself to be a sham, not a conspiracy theory in the courts of law. The and I mean, these are and I mean, these aren't like little companies. You know, the Sackler family, Pfizer, Bayer, there's only a handful of these companies that do this and they distribute on a massive level. And they are they are guilty of malfeasance. They are guilty of taking the system designed to help make you well and turning it into a a a unwellness system, a a system that is designed to push a product onto you that is not your wellness. And. I just can't emphasize anymore. Like, just pay attention. You got to pay attention. And you got to be dubious of this medical system. I'm not saying that doctors and nurses are bad people. I'm saying that the institution is fundamentally set up in a flawed way. It is not designed to, to help you. To help you. It isn't. It's not designed to come. It's not designed to generate the best health outcomes. It's not. It just isn't. And it's not me being cynical. It's by design of the people who own the companies. It is illegal for them to do anything other than profit seek. And so they do that at the expense of the industries that you need, like the medical industry and the housing industry and the food industry. And so we have to be mindful of these things. Got to be mindful. And I know it, it sounds really shitty to talk out about how the medical system is fundamentally corrupted, but it's important because you can't fix something if you don't know it's broken. And, I'm, and, and that's, that's something that I, that I stress so much because we need a functioning national medical system. We need one or else we'll never get this situation with vaccinations right. We'll never get this situation with mental health right until we have a valid national healthcare system that is designed for the best health outcomes. The whole thing's gotta be nonprofit and not in the um not in the funnel money into my pockets and you can't really regulate it way. No, I hundred percent agree. And I've always I've always advocated for finding alternative ways of compensating people for societally important jobs like doctors and people who do things like program and people who do things like construction like these aren't like fluff jobs like especially since most jobs are retail jobs you know what i mean if most jobs are retail jobs that's fine but there are some fundamentally critical jobs to the society to make things function 
And those jobs should be compensated in ways outside of strictly monetary compensation because unfortunately monetary compensation hasn't served well to incentivize people. It's done a pretty bad job. And then moreover, if you actually just pay attention to what sociologists talk about, what they spend their hours and hours of time studying beyond the money that you need to live comfortably, you're not really motivated by money. You're motivated by influence and you're motivated by mastery and you're motivated by, by you know, social interaction. That's what motivates people, not money. We, we have fetishized money in such a way that it has become the stand-in for social influence. And so we chase the money thinking it's going to give us a social influence. But I think that's why most celebrities aren't happy. It's because they chased it for the wrong reason. They didn't realize that, no, that whole empty part of you has to be filled with life experiences, not with, you know, the money. 100%. Fact. And so... Yeah, I, I kind of got off on a tangent there, but we got to re-incentivize the medical system outside of purely monetary um, incentivization. You know, give them tax breaks. You know, give them free housing. You know, give them, you know, something, but just give them better pensions. Maybe monetize it on the back end. Maybe say, hey, if you manage to get through your whole career without fucking up and killing someone, and you know, and without, you know, doing some terrible shit, and you help people, and you get good positive health outcomes, then your pension, my G, fat, big stacks. How about that? <laughs> give them bigger pensions. Do something. Let's give people pensions in general because you know America don't do pensions. We don't do pensions. Thirteen. Why would I pay by the way, I mentioned the, I mentioned here. that number in, in a previous episode. I'm sorry, I'll let you speak in a second, but I just wanted to bring this full circle with something I had said a couple episodes ago about pensions. Thirteen percent of Americans have pensions. 13%. Okay? It's 13%. So the vast majority of us do not have a future that is saved and, and, and guaranteed. Okay? So that American dream that people talk about, which was heavily invested in homes and pensions, don't exist. Because home ownership is down because they fucking destroyed it with, with predatory loans and creating a market that was just un, you know unaffordable uh, for most people. And then they got rid of the pensions because everyone's a part-time worker now. So it's it's just one of those things. It's one of those things. But um, yeah, <laughs> I hope that we can do something with this medical system because it is crucial. And and one of those other things that I said is very dependent on is mental health. And mental health, I've I've said time and time again that america has a massive rampant untreated mental health epidemic hands down it's just it's it's just evident you know what i mean there was a, a story of a guy in miami who, who a police officer who was accused of discrimination and showed up to a discrimination trial and said i identify as black now so this case should be thrown out yeah duggan I'm just like, is that even meant? Like, how do you go to the court with that? How do you take that to the court, my G? Like, just every like, there's, and that's just one. That's just anecdotal. And I said that really because I wanted to make fun of that idiot for saying some stupid shit. But like, there's just like the things that you see people randomly doing. It's it's crazy. And then you walk outside your door and you see a lot of crazy stuff happen. And you're like, whoa, there's a mental health issue going on out here, man. Because I can't be. I can't be witnessing all this stuff and it's just me. Right. Other people got to be seeing this stuff too. <laughs> be like, yo, am I the only person seeing this? I can't. Okay. I guess, I guess I'm the crazy one. But yeah, all that's, all that's to be, uh, to say, um, especially, um, just how this is once again, tied into, to mental health. These pharmaceutical companies are, are heavily invested in the pills, and 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 antipsychotics that are harming people and being overprescribed to people, and they got their their scapegoat now. They're trying to scapegoat this guy. It's an Indian guy named his last name's Kapoor. Um, he was evidently he was evidently one of the owners of the company that manufactured the 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 pharmaceuticals that were being distributed, 
and he was the one who incited the sales reps to go directly to doctors to get them to to pay the doctors in various ways um circumventing you know to try to hide it um to prescribe the pills and medications because it's not just antipsychotics they were doing this it's not just it's not painkillers antipsychotics it's across the board yeah if it worked on one why would you stop with just the one (laughs) and 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 these guys i mean these guys were making billions bro billions off of this so you know just keep your eyes open because right now they're trying to scapegoat that poor guy which i'm sure he deserves to go to jail with the rest of them but it don't stop there i was just about to say it like, don't stop we'll there see if anything actually changes after you know miss you know what i'm saying after after he goes to the gallows we'll see everything goes on business as usual Mm-hmm. but yeah and then um you know who else had a really good interview recently damon dash and I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of Dame Dash. I fuck with Dame hard. I think Dame is doing a lot of good things. I think Dame is extremely abrasive, but that's neither illegal nor immoral <laughs> nor problematic. Like, be abrasive. There's nothing wrong with being abrasive. Also, I feel like he wouldn't have gotten as far as he did without being the way he is. 100%. 100%. I like that abrasiveness is absolutely necessary. I will say this. I have yet to see Dame get into it with someone and Dame be like, just like completely out of pocket. His behavior might be out of pocket, but his reasoning sound. And that's some shit that I could feel because I, my behavior stay out of pocket, but listen to what I'm saying. I'm telling you the truth. You know what I mean? And so I really appreciated Dame and he, he talks a lot about ownership and I really want to start looking more into his platform because if if it's something that 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 is beneficial and and can really be a good outlet you know shit i would love to 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 contribute something to him because let me tell you that ownership idea that he's talking about and the interview i most recently watched he addressed something he had said in a prior interview that he had gotten a lot of flack for because he was really he was really dogmatic about not being an employee and never, and oh, you know, only being a oh, boss yeah, and that. all of that stuff. And that. the sentiment was 100%, but the way he put it about was disparaging to people who are employees, which I don't agree with because not all employees should be disparaged. A lot of them should be. A lot of employees are shitty. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to act like universally everybody who has a job is a hard worker. That would be a fallacy, but I will say you should always work to be the person who generates the ideas and platforms that you make money off of because that's how you'll get longevity. Mm-hmm. And especially in this economy of part-time jobs. Like, wait, what kind of longevity you expect at your part-time job? Seriously. You, without your health, with no, that doesn't give you health care. Don't give you no benefits. That's the thing I noticed. A lot of people, they settle for the jobs they have and then just wallow in their misery at that job, which then compounds their inability to perform the job properly. And then you show up Absolutely. as a customer and now you got to, you have to deal with the fact that they're mad that they have to do their job. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. And, you know, it's called, I, I've probably missed out on many opportunities that I could have capitalized on. But I will say that I've I've never actively gone out to do something that I knew I wasn't going to enjoy. I've and and it's requi- it's required me to sometimes have to to live very austerely to sacrifice, but I I never take a job I don't want cuz no one deserves to to deal with me when I'm unhappy cuz I don't yeah, I'm not when I'm unhappy Misery loves company, and I'm real good at spreading misery. And so there's, I just, I don't subject other people to that because a, it's immature. B, it's unhelpful and it's antisocial, and I don't need to be any of those things. You know what I mean? Like as as a grown man, I want to fight against all of those things. And so, if I'm going to go to a job, I'm I have to want to be there. Yep. You know what I mean? And I understand circumstances are hard for people, and sometimes you're forced into positions where you have to take jobs you don't want to do. But that's why you should always be seeking to make a platform. You know what I mean? That's why it's so important what Dame is saying. is so that while you are an employee somewhere, you should have the mindset of a boss. 
so that you can be there one day so that you're not always required to do something you don't want to do. You got to keep looking forward because they just want to keep you there in that position so they can pay you nothing forever. Absolutely. And um, so, yeah, just I really appreciate it. Like Dame is another one that I find to be very inspirational. Um, Just in his ability to, to be a businessman, to be confident, you know what I mean? His, like his hustle is definitely worthy of respect. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I really uh, wanted to put some light on that. And I hope that uh, people can find some time to check that out. So, um, yeah, with that being said, we covered a wide range of topics today. I think we're going to leave it there. Had a good time rapping with you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. That will go ahead and leave you guys with some words of wisdom. Always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly do learn from. Thanks for joining me, guys. Have a great one. Have a good one. Take it easy. Peace.